0: Today on episode 96 of the Home of Play podcast, PlayStation VR 2 and PlayStation VR 2 Sense controller is finally announced, The Last of Us remake is almost complete, and PlayStation integration of Discord has been spotted. All that and
1: much, much more. Let's get some non-VR intro. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to episode 96 of the Homo Play Podcast, where every Monday the two best friends join forces to give you the latest in PlayStation rumors, news, reviews, and that is because we are the true PlayStation fans. I'm your host, Steven, with me. I'm joined by the king of platinum trophies, himself, Christopher. Hello. The Homo Play Podcast is a self support podcast. We don't include any of that bias or paid for opinion stuff that you do not need here. This allows us to bring you the PlayStation news that you actually need or want to know. All of our content is free for you to enjoy your leisure. We only ask that you help support the show by subscribing to the Home of Play podcast, telling your friends, family, and the VR fanatics about the show, and that they can find us on all of your favorite podcast services of choice, such as Spotify, Apple, or Amazon. Every month we're growing, it's all because of love the lovely gaming homies, helping to spread the cause with the power of word of mouth. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, please send any of those to our email address, homeofplaypodcast at gmail.com, and then we can read your questions on the show or alone in private while we discuss all the VR news that we got this week. So I am re-recording the intro this week without Christopher. He's not currently here, even though with editing, I'm going to try to make that sound (laughs) like that's not the case. And I just had to re-record because, well, to let you guys know, honestly, that uh, we had an audio issue for some reason, only in my audio recording. There's this weird instance where audio is just getting clipped out. And what I think is actually happening is for it must be like a driver issue. I, I have to look into it more. But it seems like NVIDIA Broadcast uh, was accidentally turned on. And anytime that there's almost a plosive in my audio, it's just correcting it by taking the audio out altogether. So I'm just recording this now to let you guys know that there is this audio issue. And honestly, if it's too annoying and you guys can't stand the issue, I 100% understand. I apologize for this. Uh, I didn't even realize NVIDIA Broadcast was still on. I was doing some tests with it. And yeah, I think it caused this whole issue. So hopefully uh, you can get by and you still find it an enjoyable, palatable episode. But if not, 100% understand. And I, again, very sorry for all this. And hopefully we just get to next week's episode and uh, we'll stop having these issues. (laughs) Wouldn't that be a treat? Okay, so let's get back to the original recording. Thank you. On today's episode, we have a crap ton of articles. <laughs> we don't have a real number. So many, so many articles. On today's episode, we have many news articles. But before we get to that, we're going to do what we always do, which is talk about what we've done this past week, starting with Chris. Hi, that
0: would be me. Um, What have I been doing? Well, I'm on holidays. This is my final week of holidays, which that sucks because now I don't. I really don't want to go back to work. But. Uh, Console-wise, I have been playing Deathloop a little bit, uh, not too much. I just found out you can actually uh, secure abilities or items into future loops by spending currency in the game, which is kind of nice because it sucked having to restart like with no loot whatsoever every single time. Uh, I say that like I've done it a lot of times, but I've only done redone the loop twice so far. I have I've only I've died a couple times but not enough to restart the loop cuz you get a couple tries so um I'm enjoying it. It's pretty I'm, I'm playing it pretty casually. I I feel a lot of dishonored into it and I I for some reason that game just didn't click with me. Like I like it and everything about it. I like the idea of it. It just for some reason didn't feel smooth to me. I don't know, which is weird cuz it is a very smooth game, but I'm feeling that a lot with Deathloop and it just I'm not finding it that difficult. Like, I, I'm mowing down all the enemies. Like, the game's supposed to be stealth, but I'm just mowing them all down because it's super easy. So, I don't know. Looking forward to something getting a little bit spicier in there, but I don't, I don't think it will. But PC-wise, uh, I don't know if I've been playing too much new there. I have a couple older games I turned on. Beholder, it's kind of like a, you run an apartment complex um it's but the you're lived in like a a government run was government run state i don't know what the terminology is but you're you work for the government and you're spying on the citizens who live in your building uh trying to find loot and information about them and stuff like that it's okay it's just a small indie title um all the other regular ones that i usually play tft league of legends PUBG, blah 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 uh house flipper lots of fun with that i don't know why it's just Hits that spot in my brain, which is nice. Um, I've been playing the digital version of Gloomhaven. Um, Having a lot of fun with that. Amazing board game, if you haven't picked it up. It's expensive, but I recommend it. If anything, at least get the digital, but physical, man. I highly recommend it. Um, I know we both have copies of it, and it was not money that was wasted. That's for sure. Um, Other than that... uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, I reinstalled Other Side. Um, it's kind of like, I, I think I've talked about it quite a while ago. Uh, what can I say about the game? It's like more of a tactic-based combat game. Um, you get like three or four units and you got to wipe out the other units or save a target and stuff, but the game's got a cool art style. All the characters are black and white or red, so those are the only like colors or shades in the game. So it's very tactical-based, really fun. It's kind of got a Souls-like S to it, because if you lose all your characters and all your currency, then you have to restart from the start. But you can you get a currency that can allow you to skip stuff, which is kind of nice, too. But I, I'm i having fun with that. The other big one that I probably played the most this week is uh, The Division 2, actually, on PC. I forgot I owned it. Uh, I had another buddy that was talking about it and said, hey, that might be fun to play, because we haven't had like a good kind of... I don't want to say good story, but a story-based co-op game to play together. So started that, having a lot of fun with that one. Um, I was a little bit ahead of him, so uh, he's kind of, we've been redoing missions to get him caught up to me. So now there's only like a two-level difference between us, but having a lot of fun with that one. It's just a good co-op shooter. Um, A little easy right now, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, once we get through the story, I'm curious to see what end game content there is in that game. Uh, I know there's expansion packs that are out now, which maybe we'll get, cause I don't remember how I got the game. I don't think I paid for it, but I don't remember what I would have got it for free from. So maybe I did pay for it. I don't know, but that's pretty much been my week in a nutshell. How about yourself,
1: Steve? What have you been playing? I just basically more witcher or sorry not witcher uh more cyberpunk and uh, not a lot though around wednesday uh you know I, I was telling you my attention was waning on that one and yeah it happened so it ever since wednesday I just haven't touched it um but I haven't touched anything really except I I don't know if I will but I just in case I did download uh Persona 5 Strikers uh you know it's the new playstation plus game of the month and it's one that mean you talked about and it's free now which i think is the right price for that game so you know i i have it installed i just don't know if i'm going to get to it right away and uh yeah we're gonna have to see how it plays out I, I definitely had one of those weird weeks where i was just too tired and i just i don't know i couldn't find anything on like to watch or really play that caught my attention but I could just be having one of those weeks we all have, I think. I think we all have. I mean, you're a little more adventurous than me when it comes to a but you did convince me to get the Gloomhaven uh, on Steam, so I might try that. That might be something I do this week. And, uh, I don't know. There's, there's some stuff on my back catalog. I just, I gotta get the, the, the feeling. I gotta get, I gotta feel you know, the movement and the uh, motivated yeah I, I gotta feel the motivation and the inspiration to to get, get to that backlog so we'll see maybe there will be some things on sale eventually i know there's a big sale currently but nothing on it really interests me at all so nothing that you don't already own that's yeah a huge part of it like we both know i just buy what i want to play and yeah that's the way it is so let us get to the one part where we synchronize, Chris, and we're going to get into the, the news. Okay, Chris, Days Gone director pitched an open-world resistance game. This comes from Push Square. Days Gone director Jeff Ross has said he wanted to make an open-world resistance game after developer Sony ban couldn't get its pitch for a sequel to its 2019 title off the ground. Ross explained how Sony asked if there were any other IPs the studio would like to explore, Siphon filter was suggested by Sony, but Ross said he actually would have liked to produce a new entry in the PlayStation 3 series, Resistance, and make it open-world. In quotes, the pitch I was making was an open-world Resistance and would be effing rad. Uh, I had to censor that one myself. We have all these open-world loops that we figured out, and it almost wrote itself with Resistance. There were so many aspects of the property that kind of lent itself to open-world gameplay. However, Ross said Sony didn't seem interested in the pitch. The Siphon Filter IP is one that was suggested to Sony Ben, but Ross says he wouldn't know what to do with the reboot of this PS1 series. I have zero ideas on how to reboot Silent Filter. I was not interested in that at all. So the the interview continues on from there, but that's basically the main points. And yeah, that's uh, very interesting. I'm not the biggest Resistance fan. I've played all of them, I believe, and I found them all enjoyable i think two was my favorite I, I might be a crazy person but i trying to think back that far back uh I, I yeah i think that was my favorite and i wouldn't mind to see more resistance i think other people are way more stoic for resistance stuff than i am um but i have nothing against it either i i never played one of them and thought this is a bad game so i'm indifferent to this but i would have i think it would be interesting i would have been Neat, if they would have given the go-ahead, would have it come out before Halo Infinite and then taken some of that steam out of that game, trying to go somewhat open world as well. Uh, I feel like he would have gotten more credit then, but uh, I think I'm definitely disappointed Sony would have shot this down, though.
0: Yeah, it's an odd one to shoot down. For myself, I've played both of them, Siphon Filter and Resistance. I can't remember which Siphon Filter. I couldn't even tell you. It was so long ago that's... I don't think I owned it. Maybe I did. I don't, <laughs> that tells you. I don't even remember. Uh, Resistance. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the very first Resistance. Was that the one where you could, had multiple characters you could switch between?
1: I or don't I, think so. But again, I also have a hard time remembering this game. Yeah, I know. So it's hard to remember, but I feel like there was one
0: Resistance that had that. But I'm, I'm not th- like crazy thrilled about either of the series. They're both like decent and very Sony games. Um, it's, it's too bad they would shoot it down, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see if they're going to shift it to something else, I guess.
1: Next up rumor, the last of us remake almost complete out this year. This one comes from push square as well.
0: The rumored remake of PlayStation three classic, the last of us is supposedly nearing completion so much so that we should expect a PS five release in the second half of 2022. That's according to online tipster Tom Henderson, who says multiple people have shared such information with him. VGC has since backed the claim up, stating the information matches what it has heard through other sources. Both Henderson and VGC have proved to be at least somewhat reliable in the past, so you can put some amount of trust into these claims. However, Henderson didn't stop there with his claims. He also thinks the long-awaited Naughty Dog standalone multiplayer project, The Last of Us Factions it's usually referred to as, is also nearing completion and could even launch this year too. Furthermore, Tom Henderson believes a director's cut of The Last of Us Part 2 is on the way to PlayStation 5. In quotes, I've heard they are coming too, but I don't know exactly when slash how. V- well, he didn't say slash, it's just the there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said it. He said slash how. VGC doesn't comment on these other claims in its own article, suggesting the site wasn't able to corroborate these particular rumors. Chris, you're so excited for that Last of Us reboot. I I was just going to say, we've talked about this before, and it's like both of these games don't feel like they need to be remade or like, I just, I don't know. I could turn the one last of us doesn't one need on. to be
1: re-released. Yeah, the last because of us part two. I think it has the 60 frames per second patch now on PS5. Uh, it I think just performs better on the PS5, and it's so recent. Like right. this game literally came out the same year as Ghost of Tsushima, which was last. Well, I guess not last year anymore. Let's say two years ago. It's it just doesn't need to be. And then the remake. I, I'm sorry, like you know, to jump in front of you here, Go ahead. but it's just. This game still looks good to today's standards. Yes, Mm -hmm. there could be little things added, but I just, you know, we, there's so many complaints when we heard about remakes of other games that are even slightly older than this, than this, like, you know, one I always hear about is Resident Evil 4 remake rumor. People saying there's no reason that game needs a remake uh, already so soon. And that game's much older than The Last of Us. I know, yeah. So I just, I don't understand. This feels like a money grab. It feels like Naughty Dog doesn't really have anything to show currently. And they don't know where to move next, potentially. Which then, I think, is why they're just kind of recycling older properties to make it seem like, Oh no, we got stuff. We got stuff. And it's like, mm, maybe you don't. And like we've mentioned too, I think this is, they're really trying to time it with the, the TV
0: show like it's going to yeah. they're hoping people that are going to watch the show on whatever service it ends up coming out on and then it's HBO. like and then it's like oh they're doing a remake and then they're going to get tons of extra money from that. I really think that's what they're going to they're aiming to do. For me, yeah. this is no. I have gone through both of those games. I really enjoyed the first one, the second one, whatever it was fine. But I was like I I'm done. Uh I will get this game when it becomes free a year later (laughs) yeah maybe two years it could be a two-year one who knows it's just it's not something i need to replay now they're calling it remake but like the problem is is like like we said the the game is so good and like current like games the way you play that game is how you play a lot of games currently still on the system so a remake i'm not seeing like a big drastic change like as ff7 to like the remake of seven where it's like completely different this game is not going to be that much more different i don't think and if it is then i i don't know what if they add more content maybe maybe more story that's a good way to add is if they could add chapters where it's like if a character was missing for some time like but they already did that with dlc but i mean more chapters that could be a selling feature but They don't usually like to do that sort of thing,
1: unless you're Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, you you bring up an interesting point because I'm now thinking the same thing where is this being so recent, is it justified to call it a remake or is it actually just a remaster that they're trying to sneak in there and be like, no, no, it's a remake. Mm -hmm. It's like, but is it? Is it actually a new engine? And did you actually recreate all this stuff from scratch like Final Fantasy 7 remake had to do? Yeah, You know, this is always the issue. I feel like everyone's conversation is like, what is a remake? What is a remaster? What are all these terms? What the hell do they mean? And I'm wondering if this is going to try to skate by and be like, oh no, we're a legit remake. And I have a hard time. I, I'm kind of going with, well, maybe you didn't conclusively say what you think, but I'm having a hard time believing that this is a justified remake. Yeah. That's what I was leading towards. I don't think this is going to
0: be a true remake. Uh, not. In the way that we perceive remakes, I feel like it's going to mm-hmm. be a little bit somewhere in the middle. I think it's still going to be using the same engine, or at least an updated version of the engine, whatever Last of Us 2 used. Uh, yeah. and, and I think it's pretty much the same engine. I don't think it changed between the two, if I recall. Oh, well, there's, there's, there's slight definitely things, differences, but, yeah. but I don't think it's, it's not enough to just slap on a co- new code paint and say remake. You actually have to Mm -hmm. make changes to the game or something for it to be justified.
1: Like Resident Evil 2. Like
0: remake. That makes
1: sense. I guess the other thing that comes up too is like this is clearly going to be for PS5. But if you own a PS5, you can play the remastered version of The Last of Us for free. Yeah. It's just like so unless they I really hope they don't do this unless they take that option away when this does release and they just kind of sneakily take it back kind of like uh, gta did for its games before the definitive edition came out um then that would be very upsetting but then i would just see no point i'm like i'll just play this and it's gonna run and look adequate like i don't know it's an older game i don't need it to look like the last of us 2 if i want to play last of us 2 i'll just do that i don't know i just i guess yeah they they want that tv show money they want that tv show yeah. money. yeah well, I, yeah, you're right. I think we talked about this before, but yeah. I I wonder if they're expecting the Witcher uh, phenomenon to happen where it just yep. starts outselling because the season came out. Yep. Um, But before we take too long to talk about that one, we're going to move on to PlayStation integration in Discord Spotted. This one's from Push Square. First spotted by Reddit users and then collaborated by MP1ST, whatever the heck that is, a Discord user was able to link a PSN account to their profile. It doesn't sound like they were able to actually do anything with their newfound connectivity, but this classic PlayStation logo logo was presented alongside Reddit, Spotify, Twitch, Steam, and Twitter connections. Apparently, the PSN logo is sourced from a beta version of Discord and isn't live in the final version of the service, just yet digging into the code mp1st reports you'll be able to display what ps5 ps4 games that you're currently playing through discord this is rather basic implementation though we do expect discord to offer more much more when it hits sony systems later in 2022 not a giant article chris uh but i do think people are already seeing the integration possibly somewhat excited and I wonder what this means. Like, I don't know what it's going to mean for the console. Personally, I have a hard time picturing that, but I do wonder if like people like me that are silly, can I play my remote play on my PC? And then I have discord running. So I already kind of get full integration with the two services. I would hope. I don't think many people would do that. I'm probably the crazy person here, but we like to test the limits sometimes on certain things.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I think people are interested in this. I'm definitely excited for it. I use discord a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, and the voice chat on PlayStation definitely needs to be tweaked, especially PlayStation five. It's a little less, everything's there. It's just harder to find and make work properly. I don't know if you agree, but it's just, I don't know. It's, I would reorganize it a little bit differently and hopefully with Discord, if they're going to like fully integrate it into PlayStation, I'm hoping that'll uh, alleviate some of these
1: issues. I'm not a fan of the party system currently. Uh, I mean, it might be great for some people, but I guess just the way I talk to people and maybe it's how limited I am in talking to people that it just doesn't make sense to me. But I always found it just annoying because I just want to see my list, see who's online and then I can just select chat with that person and i would assume parties just then start based on me talking to these people and adding people then i get maybe don't always add the same people someone like you that's more dedicated certain nights playing certain games with certain people then it makes sense to you that you're like oh it's it's still there from like last group, week this yeah. is easier but for me i'm like okay that's fine then make that the second option though i hate that i always have to skip that because i don't have any parties i don't care i delete them right away they frustrate me they just I don't see the purpose in it. So I agree with this. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. But for me, it's not a big deal. But I I do want to see how this like, what's the end result here? What's the end game? And I think it's just a really smart move on PlayStation. It won't do much for me. It won't move the needle. But I absolutely can see the intelligence behind this decision. Agreed. No plans for Ubisoft Plus on PS5, PS4 at this time. Rainbow Six Extraction, full price on PlayStation. This one comes from Push Square.
0: Ubisoft Plus, the French publisher's answer to subscriptions like EA Play, will launch on Xbox later this year, although despite some misleading wording, it will be a separate subscription to Microsoft's own Game Pass. We've checked with the publisher to clarify this information, and it's confirmed to us that it's a standalone purchase, potentially opening the pathway for PlayStation as well. We asked the publisher to comment on whether it has any plans to bring Ubisoft Plus to PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4, but a spokesperson told us it doesn't in quotes, have anything to share about other platforms at this time. Another
1: subscription service! <laughs> it's what we've all wanted. We couldn't wait for another way to, you know... So, it's just funny that these key things are becoming... You know how Netflix came out, and then it was great, and then Then everyone talked about the streaming wars. Well, now it's like the Game Pass wars.
0: Yeah. Now, okay, so this, I shake my head because it's another subscription service. However, I'm going to put air quotes on the however here. I play a lot of Ubisoft games. Uh, Too many of them. Like, almost all of them, probably. This might be something I actually should get (laughs) because, like, I don't know, maybe I would end up saving money on buying the latest assassin's creed or far cry or rainbow six or a hundred other different Mm -hmm. games. This might be one that would be beneficial for me. Um, I guess we'll just have to see what the price is, um, and what they're going to do eventually down the road with PlayStation. Uh, if you could access it on PC, that might be okay. And this might be a good thing too, because well, not a good thing, I don't want to say this is a good thing, but it, the way that they're going with Assassin's Creed and how it's going to pretty much be a live service and they're going to be one game now, it sounds like, and it's going to be the grand all poobah or whatever. It's going to be the biggest thing of Assassin's Creed. This type of service might go well with that type of thing. I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, you know, it's another subscription service. I don't need it. I don't think it's, again, I don't love Game Pass either and actually... The more these developers start doing this, it's actually going to hurt Game Pass because now they have less things to add. So, you know, if this keeps happening, let's say everyone does one, Activision does one, uh, you know, EA's got it, Ubisoft, blah blah blah, it, it expands, it it continues, then you're like Xbox is going to have what their own games that they develop, which are like nothing basically, and. I mean, other than the ones that they've bought in recently. So Bethesda would help them out and such. But so you'd have that. And then what else do you go from there? Like nobody else is going to want to add theirs because they want you to pay for their subscription service. So again, this is going to be like my streaming wars uh, comparison where this this could potentially be really bad and kind of dumb. And for Ubisoft specifically, if they do these everlasting games, if that is truly the future that they seek then why would I want this? I could just buy the game once. And then the service makes no sense unless they're going to charge for each update to the game, which then I'm like, okay, maybe, but if you're only doing it yearly, you're not, I like I doubt they're going to charge me full game price because of the service and the way they're doing it. Um, I guess it, there's a lot of variables at play here, but for me, just seeing this, I'm like in the future that I'm talking about, this service makes zero sense. If we were, the old way, and you're getting Far Cry 6, 7, 8, you know, Far Cry every year, you're getting Assassin's Creed every year, you're getting a Watch Dogs, you're getting a Division. Yeah, okay, it made sense. You're, these are all going to cost full, full game prices. But if you're not going to do that in the future, then I just see this being less relevant. And it's kind of like a moot point at that. It, dep- it depends to how they integrate
0: it with the Xbox. Like they're saying it's, it's going to be its own separate thing. And EA Play is kind of its own separate thing, but it is also integrated with Xbox in the sense that I think you can pay a little bit more to Game Pass and you'll get access to the EA Play uh, catalog, as it were. So I don't know if you it doesn't sound like Ubisoft's doing it exactly the same way yet. Um, So maybe it's more we're talking about diluting the money when all these services do this type of thing, and it will. Yeah. But if, but if these services are being joined by like together, like if, if I see more money changing hands, like Microsoft's going to be paying Ubisoft to use this service, maybe I, I there could be a little bit of money going that way, but I don't know. I feel like it's, it's going to hurt Xbox in the long run. I think, I think, but who knows? It, as far, far as, as I know, do. they don't make any money with it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's sustainable, Chris. It's sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. PSVR 2's Horizon Call of the Mountain will change what AAA means for VR. This one comes from Push Square. Horizon Call of the Mountain, an original PSVR 2 exclusive, was teased overnight and it's already put under intense scrutiny. Words like experience and the on rails nature of the short gameplay clip has skeptics concerned that Sony's new headset will simply be a prettier version of its predecessor. Uh, with shallow demos designed to justify the hardware. However, one former Guerrilla Games employee, Chris James, has hinted that this may not be the case. In quotes, this has been in the works for a while, he said, which corroborates our understanding as well. We first reported development of a Horizon VR game was underway all the way back in 2019, although our belief at the time was that London Studio was at the helm. We later learned that new first-party studio, Firesprite Games, was in charge. Again, in quotes, I didn't work on it, but I promise you this will change what AAA means for VR. James continued, it's amazing. Clearly, the Horizon Forbidden West senior world designer has firsthand experience with this project. Uh, So I clipped some of the things out of there. You know, it was a little long to talk about everything, but, you know, I think that summarizes everything as well as we needed it to. And there you go. We're hopefully going to get a Horizon VR game again. I don't know what this means, and apparently the small gameplay clip uh has people more concerned than excited. It was like thirty seconds. Uh, you're
0: on a boat with some other dude, and like just going down the river very slowly. And one of those big mechanical scanner robots just kind of walks over you. And that's about it.
1: Yeah. So then I don't know if on. I guess the boat. I get why they're comparing the on rails thing, but. I think that was more of a shot to give you like scale yeah, I think Be so like, too. "Oh, that thing's so big!" Like, especially if you know anything about Horizon, you know that that specific thing is massive. Uh, so I don't understand. I I just think people are jumping to conclusions. Panicking, or um, yeah, and I don't think you you would want to hurt this franchise in that way of you know, like a throwaway VR experience. Yeah, and you just don't want to hurt the franchise by connecting it to a, a like a half baked project like that yeah. you know so i have a little more faith not saying that i'll enjoy it at all again i'm not the biggest horizon guy so this doesn't totally like make me excited i'm not like dying of anticipation for it at all but i'm interested to see more and if they do it right like i am getting definitely more jazz about the psvr2 so you know i it's good to hear about AAA properties being made for it i do really think they need to nail this time if they do want to do this PS VR 2 they need to put AAA games on it you know when i think about the last one the only thing that ever comes to mind is resident Evil 7 yeah. and i don't think that's a good thing hmm.
0: no i i echo a lot of what you said uh i feel like the vr i'm super excited for the vr this game however is not this doesn't add anything to me because i'm kind of already half Barely into the that series. It's just you know, I I like it, but it's like you know, am I in love with it? No. So I'm excited. I do like that they're throwing around the words like triple A VR title. I, I want to see some really good triple A VR games. Um, yeah. I'm excited too because I I kind of want like I want them to just go more into like augmented reality. I know that's kind of different from VR, a little bit of a shift, but I like the idea of augmented reality. I've seen some cool things done with it. And I think this headset can do that. I think it has the option. I think I have to double check. I'm kind of blanking on it right now, but I'm more interested in that type of stuff. But the VR is, I'm, I think this is going to be a good title. A lot of people are, it's going to sell,
1: I think it's going to sell systems. That's for sure. It's going to sell the system. That's interesting you bring up the the augmented stuff, because I think I'm completely opposite opinion of yours, where I think augmented is a gimmick at best, and I just don't see how it would ever be well implemented. Like, if you're talking about engineers and having a conference call, and you want to show them, that totally makes sense to me. But, you know, I remember when Microsoft had that weird demo, and they were showing, like, Minecraft on a table. I'm like, or... I could just play on a giant TV and have a way better time and be immersed or make me a VR Minecraft. And I think any time someone tells me augmented this, I would just say VR the other and I'd be way happier in the VR. You know, a good example, um, augmented reality, uh, Pokemon Go, or I would rather play a VR Pokemon, VR Pokemon, because then I feel like I'm part with the Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's other augmented games. Uh, Harry Potter was one of them. Give me Hogwarts Legacy. I, I just like, I don't know, like I, I'm the one where, I mean, I guess we're getting off track, but augmented has never been a thing that beyond it's like business and corporate purposes. I just don't understand wh- why anyone would push for it.
0: I think it can be made interesting into some sort of game mechanic, but I, you have to get really creative people to figure that I out. I would
1: say actually one thing that popped in my head is the, where I would be. Uh, I would flip it and be like, okay, hey, augmented would make more sense would be like Tetris. If I could grab the pieces and twist them oh, and yeah, do that, it would, cool. it'd probably be way easier than like seeing giant Tetris pieces in VR. <laughs> than, than <laughs> it's just like blow your brain. So in that sense, okay, I'm wrong. I think I've already Assault started them. to bait myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so you're right. Probably in certain cases. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah. Ghost of Sushima sales surpass an impressive 8 million. This one comes from Bush Square. Last night, during its
0: CES 2022 conference, Sony announced that the latest game out of Sucker Punch Productions has now sold more than 8 million copies worldwide. The impressive sales update represents another 3 million units sold since November 2020, with the recent Goza Tsushima's director's cut surely heavily contributing to that.
1: So it's not a big article, but it's impressive. It's great to hear. I want it to do well. Uh, I just, I want a sequel eventually, obviously don't rush it. Like, you know, take your time. It just came out two years ago. Oh, oh, wait, sorry. Make a remake. (laughs) We we need, we need another director's cut edition, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just being facetious. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to hear about this. I'm happy about success. Uh, you know, I wish it was like 10 million, like Spider-Man or something like that, or God of War, but maybe it will get there eventually. And, um, maybe the sequel just, I grab more people even, but. Either way, it's a good update, but the reason I mainly want to bring that up is now our next article, Yeah, uh, because I think we definitely need to combine these, and that's Days Gone reported 8 million sales. Not necessarily accurate. This one comes from Push Square.
0: Earlier this week, PlayStation fans were in uproar when director Jeff Ross revealed Days Gone had sold over 8 million copies on the PlayStation 4 as of his time leaving the company in December 2020. He hypothesized that the Steam port had probably added another 1 million players to the titles total, which would surely put it close to 10 million units sold by now.
1: So I wanted to bring this up so people get that uh, basically Ghost of Tsushima, that article is released, and then almost as a response, Jeff Ross had what I would say some... I don't know. I don't want to use ignorant. That sounds too powerful, but it just, it seems like he put out some false information and almost like a rebuttal of like, well, my game sold that much and I didn't get a sequel. And it's like, yeah, but your game was broken as hell on release. I think it was poorly managed. I think it just, you know, it needed a lot more work and I don't think it had great ideas. Even the best idea it had, it they didn't really work on it. Well, like it just didn't have a lot of it. Like from people have played the game. You know, the horde mode was the selling thing, and a lot of people told me, like, there's only really near the end game. Did you get that real horde experience? Which seems kind of dumb. Um, so anyway, he retorted this, and I think you know, this article, if you want to look it up yourselves, it, it talks about even better, but it basically finds that uh, his numbers come from a site that's not that reputable, and um, <laughs> it basically is based off of trophies, and the problem with that. And Chris, you'll be aware of this too. If you have a PS5, this game is free right now. So those trophy numbers are bad. And then on top of that, this game has been on PlayStation now multiple times, I believe. Yeah. So then that just, there's a lot of issues here. And I, I do think, you know, even myself, I have this added to my library because of the PS5 thing, but I still haven't played it. Yeah. So I want the one thing I want to add to trophies
0: and say, like, the, the way trophies. How they're not necessarily accurate, there's, you could tell when you look up some certain games, for instance, let's say uh, one of the Simpsons games, I think it's like Simpsons, I can't remember which one it is, but there's literally a trophy for pressing start at the beginning of the game, like just to turn the game on and you look at the trophies and you could see how many people have that trophy and the percent is still like really low. So, when you have a game like that, when it shows, like let's say, 60% of people have that trophy, that means, you, like, you cannot justify those numbers. You're telling me 40% mm-hmm. of people bought that game, turned the game on, but never pressed start? So, there's, you definitely, like, like you said, you cannot go off trophies. That, that is not well, a, a good way to track your game.
1: Well, and I also think, too, like, the other thing I failed to mention is, like, what if you loaned me your copy, Chris, and you had a, a physical version? Yeah. I mean, again, the, the it's just not a great way of getting your numbers. And I mean, I understand and sympathize with his like intention here, but I just think he's not catching on that I, his game didn't do this great. And if it did, there would be a sequel. I I mean, I I don't know. I, that's just my thing. And not to mention like, yeah, I came out on Steam later and I don't think it ch- like changed the world on Steam <laughs> like no. that much either. So. I mean, I I, the one thing I can
0: say, though, is I did enjoy Days Gone. It was a little buggy in the beginning. They definitely fixed it, and it was working. Uh, and, and I enjoyed my time with it. The game was long, had a lot of story, lots of story, too much almost. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was just one of those things where it's like, I don't know. He, he's trying to. What he's doing in his head isn't bad, but it's just the intent Like, he's trying to, like, say, Hey, guys, like, I really loved my game. I want to make a sequel, but you're not letting me make a sequel type thing. Like, we did good as well. We did good, but it's just the way he's doing it and, like, announcing it and saying it right after Ghost of Tsushima. And it's just the way he's going about it isn't the right way.
1: Well, and I mean, thank you for bringing it up. So then that led me to, while you were talking, going to the Metacritic. And I think another good factor is, like, it's Metacritic's not crazy you know it's almost not it's not a great thing but there's a certain level of prestige when you think about playstation exclusives i think they want to keep that uh, like relevant and this is sitting in a 71 which is not a bad game no but it's also not what you think of when you think of a playstation exclusive game and even like major out like sites like push square gave it a seven that's not fantastic ign gave it less it's like 6.5 yeah. So, I, I really think it's not just the sale numbers either, which I think his numbers are wrong. But then I think on top of that, it just wasn't well received at the time.
0: Yeah. The game de- uh, companies they they want you to get above 80s for sure. If you
1: want a sequel, mm-hmm. it's got to be above 80, <laughs> or at
0: least be damn well, close.
1: Uh, and I wonder if they thought it'd be like what I always refer to as the Watchdogs effect, where if the first one wasn't truly that greatly received then would the sequel actually do even less, which is exactly what happened to Watch Dogs or Watch Dogs 2 specifically? Because I know a lot of people tell me Watch Dogs 2 was a better game, but I think they burned so many bridges with the first one that people like myself just never came back. Until, unfortunately, I did come back like an idiot for Legion. And uh, boy, did I learn my lesson again. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep getting burnt. Uh, So, Chris, we'll move on. The next South Park game has got a very interesting choice of developer. This one comes from IGN. Question Games, which was founded in part by ex-Bioshock developers who went to create the Magic Circle and the Blackout Club, is working on a new South Park game. As spotted by Eurogamer, Question has posted a job advert for a lead level designer to help make a new video game set in the world of South Park. It's not clear if this is an assist on the South Park game previously announced to be in development at South Park Studios or is a separate game entirely. So we don't have a lot of information on this one, but it is interesting. I know. With their new contract, I think it was with Paramount. They have like multiple movies allowed, n- multiple seasons, and then they talked about additional games. Um, so all I can say is hopefully this is a, a brand new game. I'm super excited. I love the last two. I think they're just amazing little RPGs, and they're so fun. And I I just this was great. This made my ears perk up, and uh, I just want more South Park. Mobile game. Mobile game. Ooh, I hope not. <laughs> that, that, yeah, hopefully not.
0: I, yeah, I'm worried. Uh, hopefully it's not a mobile game like I'm suggesting, but uh, maybe. I mean, you never know. Uh, I'm looking at what the developer has uh, done in the past, and they're very indie-based, so uh, I honestly can't speculate on it. I don't think this is going to be the company that's going to be like running the show for like the main South Park game. So I, f- yeah. I figure this is going to be just a little st- standalone project or side project. That's why I'm, I'm worried it's a mobile game. I, I'm hoping not, but uh, I guess we
1: will have to see. Former Rockstar developers share details on the development of Canceled Bully 2. This one comes from IGN as well. Game Informer spoke to five of the former employees from Rockstar's New England studio, the team that was actually working on Bully 2 in the late 2000s, and they shared why this game never well graduated and made its way into the world. So this article is incredibly long. If you are truly interested, I definitely recommend you go to IGN, check out the article, educate yourselves like we usually suggest in homework, but I just couldn't, (laughs) I could not post all of this and talk about this, it would take up the whole episode. It's literally incredibly long, but basically we find out they were working on this game. We've talked about it before in previous articles, like Chris mentioned, when I was setting up the episode and it sounds like it was real, but unlike further or prior rumors, it's no longer in development. It's actually canceled. So let's not get excited. (laughs) Everyone get less excited right now. And sadly, it seems like they were working on it and, Just to summarize it real quick, um, they were kind of integrated into the whole Rockstar thing and they were being compared to Rockstar North, which apparently wasn't fair. And then eventually a lot of the developers were forced into other projects like Red Dead Redemption. And I can't remember the other one they mentioned, but basically they were taken and then never brought back and the game just kind of fizzled out. So if you want to know more about it, I recommend reading it. I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time on it, Chris. I it's just, not a lot here. Um, so we're yeah, just going talked to move Oakley on to
0: before and neither of us were like, it's
1: not our open world type of game that we would choose. So yeah. And anyway, we're going to move on to our last article and it's the uh, most interesting PlayStation VR two and PlayStation VR two sense controller. Uh, The next generation of VR gaming on PS5. This one comes from PlayStation blog and I will let Chris take it away. So this is straight from the PlayStation blog. PlayStation VR 2 takes VR gaming to
0: a whole new level, enabling a greater sense of presence and allowing players to escape into game worlds like never before. With the headset on and controllers in hand, players will feel a heightened range of sensations unlike any other. Thanks to the creativity of the game worlds being built by our world-class developers and the latest technology incorporated into the hardware. Building upon our innovations from PlayStation 5, PlayStation VR 2 adds a true next-gen experience with high-fidelity visuals, new sensory features, and enhanced tracking, along with a simplified single-chord setup. These are some of the features, um, which are more in-depth from what we just said. Visual fidelity for a high fidelity visual experience. PlayStation VR 2 offers 4K HDR 110 degree field of view and and foveated rendering with an OLED display. Players can expect a display resolution of 2000 by 2040 per eye and smooth rate and smooth frame rates of 90 to 120 hertz. Headset based controller tracking. With inside-out tracking, PSVR 2 tracks you and your controller through integrated cameras embedded in the VR headset. Your movements and the direction you look at are reflected in-game without the need for an external camera. New sensory features. PlayStation VR 2 Sense technology combines eye tracking, headset feedback, 3D audio, and the innovative PSVR 2 Sense controller to create an incredible deep feeling of immersion. Headset Feedback is an, a new sensory feature that amplifies the sensation of an in-game actions of, from the player. It's created by a single built-in motor with vibrations that add an intelligent, tactile element, bringing players closer to the gameplay experience. For example, gamers can feel a character's elevated pulse during tense moments, the rush of objects passing close to the character's head, or the thrust of a vehicle as the character speeds forward. Additionally, PS5's Tempest 3D audio tech makes sounds in the player's surroundings come alive, adding to this new level of immersion. And finally, eye tracking. With eye tracking, PSVR 2 detects the motion of your eyes, so a simple look in a specific direction can create an additional input for the game character. This allows players to interact more intuitively in new and lifelike ways, allowing for a heightened emotional response and enhanced expression. To provide a new level of realism in gaming. All these advancements in PlayStation VR 2 combined with the haptic feedback and adaptive tr- triggers from the PlayStation VR 2 Sense controllers enable players to feel and interact with games in a much more visceral way. PSVR 2 will also have a simple setup process with a single cable connected directly to PlayStation 5 you can immediately jump into the VR experience. Now if only they can get rid of that single cable altogether
1: then i don't know like if it's as impressive as they talk about yeah. i don't mind one cable because i'd rather have less latency or any latency issues and i just want the best vr unit and it sounds like this is darn if not the best it's darn great. close to being the best yeah and especially the features that they're implementing well, you know talking about feeling things whiz by your head haptic feedbacks in the controllers and the headset like i don't i like there's other headsets that are impressive but nothing to this level like when you take the whole bundle and put it together this is starting to sound like a day one buy for me yeah this is
0: like i, I am s- leaning s- towards I'm so too. down
1: for this yeah i'm so down for this i didn't even get the first vr again because the games was one part of the issue even though it's not like you didn't have any games you hear good things about moss and like we talk about resident evil 7 which there's no i was ever going to play that let's face it i would have cried and you probably would have held me (laughs) (laughs) so you know it's its own thing but uh i'm yeah i'm so impressed from what i'm hearing i and you know what i'm just going to call it i if i can get my hands on it it's a day one buy for me i think so too and i think if I'm
0: curious how this will work because we know P- PlayStation 5s are still hard to come by, so I'm cu- I'm curious if some of that tech is going into these VR headsets, which is going to make them like low stock for these as well. I'm wondering if this is going to be an issue, but then again, is this device going to be compatible with the PlayStation 4? I'm not sure if that's been stated yet or not. So if only PlayStation 5 u- uh, users are going to buy this, then there's an easier chance that we'll get this uh, in our hands. And I very much am interested in it. I think I want to get it right away. Like you say, it makes me want to sell my current version <laughs> so I could get a little bit out of it before I, before I uh, move on to the next version. So
1: yeah, I don't know everything that I'm seeing here, man, it looks really impressive. Uh, I don't know. I think you kind of just set it all for me. It's, it's so, great. you know, it's enough to make you want to throw away your old one, but Before you do that, we do have a part B to the story, and and it sounds like nothing to announce on PSVR 2 backwards compatibility, says Sony. This one also comes from Push Square. Speaking with journalist Stephen, or Stefan Tortillo. A spokesperson said that the firm has, in quotes, nothing further to announce at the moment with regards to backwards compatibility for that set. Uh, That's not an outright denial, of course, but the feature is conspicuous in its absence from the blowout Sony made at CES 2022 earlier this week. Uh, So there you go. It's not really confirmed, but it's also not denied that people like Chris, unfortunately, uh, may not be able to play his old games, so if he sells that it's uh those games are just gone forever. I don't doubt that at some point they might be able to fix this like i I guess the major things I'm hearing are people don't understand like well how do you adjust from you know games that used to need to sense the light on the headset uh the move or the wand move wands or whatever the heck they were called for some reason I forget that now um. And they're all legitimate concerns, but I don't fully know if that sounds like a locked out thing to me. Like they, they never work around this. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be um, like a switch. They can flip and it's going to work. I think it's it's, it, it's going to take some work. Yeah, they have to put a little bit. So of work I, in I, I, there definitely could be some games that never work because they just don't want to go back to a game that didn't do so well, or maybe it's too old. Um, but I don't think it's going to be everyone. Like I wouldn't doubt of the more popular ones like Moss, get some kind of patch to make it work. Yeah. So like, either know, way, you
0: mentioned me and I'm, I'm thinking back. I'm, I'm not overly concerned. I don't have a lot of VR games like Resident Evil seven was probably the big one, a uh, super hot yeah. couple other ones like puzzle ones and that music one that I can't think of right now. But yeah, I'm it, really, it's if I lose access to the library, I'm not overly concerned for me. Hmm. But the the uh, Sony's been giving out a lot of free PlayStation VR games lately the, over the last couple of months. So I figure there there's going to be some sort of way that it'll work on the new ones. It just might not have all the features that are within the new system maybe. I could see that being a yeah. thing. So but yeah, the like you mentioned like that light tracking, like I could see that yeah. being a not a simple thing to fix like when it comes to like Resident Evil 7 or something. Like it's it's yeah. heavy on that, so I I could see that being an issue. So there's definitely some work that's gonna
1: have to go in on the back end to get all these games up to par. So. Oh and the other thing I forgot to mention, it's just coming to my brain now. Uh I did hear some rumors. Now this isn't confirmed by any stretch of the imagination, but I have heard some rumors that people are already talking about Half-Life Alex. Sounds like it's probably a go, and I've been I think I've said this on the, the podcast many times because even Gabe himself, when asked in uh, at a conference, uh, I think it's a year ago, he they asked him, like, do you have any plans to ever come back to console with your games? And he said something about, like, wait until next year. So I'm wondering if this is finally a headset that's powerful enough to play that game on console. I would get that because it looks good. My speculation and my speculation that I've always had Resident Evil 8 is definitely going to get a VR mode eventually. I think, so too. I think they're waiting for this. Yeah. And I would love to play that one
0: for multiple reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hopefully that so far, I think it's Resident Evil 4 VR is limited to Oculus still. I would hope Ooh. that that maybe makes a change. Like maybe it has like a one year exclusivity window. Maybe it comes to this as well. Um, yeah, I don't, know. there's many reasons where in my head I keep going back to like day one by day one (laughs) by, I can honestly say I don't track too much how, uh,
0: gaming on Facebook is done. So I don't know what Mm the contracts would be for any of that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: So Chris, we got through all our news articles, which is very good. And we did so in a timely fashion. So I think we can all smile about that. So we're going to move on to homework. What is homework? Homework is when we don't have enough time in the show to get through everything that happened this week. So we give you the article names, where you can find those articles, and then you can go edumacate yourselves. So starting, we have January's 2022's PlayStation Now games have been announced. This one comes from VGC. GameStop reportedly launching NFT and cryptocurrency marketplace this year. That one comes from GameIndustry.biz, and it surprises no one because in the front of all bad decisions is a GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ESA cancels in-person E3 2022. This one comes from GameIndustry.biz as well and there you go it's unfortunate but it yeah we're not going to get an in-person expected, e3 again yeah. it kind of yeah it seemed like there was a possibility but uh the more you hear about the new case numbers, uh less likely and konami unveils castlevania 35th anniversary nft collection this one also comes from gaming and uh yeah people were really not happy about that one chris shocker uh, really not happy so yeah, real shocker i'm waiting for our nft of our uh, podcast I I don't even know what it'd be, but maybe, you know, let's just make a monkey Doesn't matter. Game, <laughs> picture of a monkey for <laughs> wearing one of our shirts oh, that man. don't exist.
0: Fallout TV series is moving forward with Westworld's Nolan directing the pilot. This one comes from VGC. I know Westworld's pretty popular, so hopefully that works well with them. Death Stranding Director's Cut is officially coming to PC in spring of 2022. This one comes from VGC. That's not a big surprise. Sonic Frontiers was originally meant to launch last year to celebrate Sonic's 30th birthday. This one comes from IGN. Despite criticism, Square Enix, NFT, and blockchain pledge cause a share price surge. This one comes from VGC. Please don't read it. We need to get away from these NFTs. (laughs) This
1: is
0: physically hurting. Yeah.
1: It's just like, but when you see this much movement on NFTs and like just knowing the industry as a whole, like and how they... Unfortunately, a lot of them like money just for the sake of money. It it basically, in my opinion, they might as well just be telling us all the worst things about NFTs because the fact that they're all this excited about trying the NFT market clearly means it's a like a money making scheme and they know that and that's why they're so excited. Yeah.
0: And Mr. Kojima himself says his twenty twenty two plans include video, radio, and a radical project. Silent little- Hill. This one comes from VGC. I added the Silent Hill, so you can just... Sounds radical, Chris. (laughs) Super radical. Nobody would expect it.
1: Okay, Chris, we got through everything. So that means we are done with this week's episode. So again, thank you guys so much. Your time is your most valuable currency. It means everything to us. It humbles us. And until next Monday, goodbye. Bye, guys. (laughs) mm <laughs>